Hey everybody, we've got a jam-packed Lifespring number 74, so let's get to it. It was short last week. And it's late this week. Of course, I told you it was going to be. But let's get going. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Lifespring. This is Lifespring number 74, and I'm Steve Webb, your host. Like I said, we've got it jam-packed today, so we're going to get right into the music just as soon as we can. We've got a guy by the name of Dave Pettigrew coming up. The name of this is I Will Follow. Just beyond the headlights Somebody I'm supposed to be I know there's gotta be A reason that I'm here But right now it's so hard to see This world feels like it's leading me nowhere But nowhere is still somewhere
That's Dave Pettigrew with I Will Follow. He's up for a Momentum Award over at IndieHeaven.com for Male Vocalist of the Year. I've mentioned the Momentum Awards for the last uh, few weeks. Several of the artists that we've played here on the podcast have been up for Momentum Awards, and uh, go check them out over there, IndieHeaven.com. As soon as you go there, you'll see that there's a link for the uh, Momentum Awards. So uh, good stuff. Boy, the message Dave had in that is, is really a good one. Show me the way, and I'll follow. What's this LifeSpring all about? If this is the first time you've ever come by the LifeSpring podcast, welcome. I'm glad you're here. If you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, guess what? You are the person I have in mind when I put this show together. I'm thrilled, and I've said it many times, to have uh, believers um, stop by and listen. And I have some listeners that have been here from the beginning that are Christians, that are followers of Christ. And for that, I am really thankful. And I get a lot of good comments from you guys. And please, don't don't stop sending me your comments. I appreciate it. But, uh, you know, if you're just kind of curious about the Jesus question, if, you, if you're not really sure who he is or, or what he talked about or uh, whether or not he's somebody that uh, you, you should believe in, that's why I put this podcast together. I need to make a clarification. Uh, Back at podcast number 72, I talked about Job, and I talked about my friends, Mary and John, not their real names, uh, who had a baby that was Down syndrome. And a listener had written in and and asked a question about um, why God would allow Job, uh, or why God would allow Satan to take all of Job's possessions away and things like that. And, And I talked a lot about, you know, why bad things happen to good people. Now, a listener wrote me this last week, and I'm sorry, I I lost the email, and so please forgive me. I don't remember your name, uh, dear listener. But um, evidently, I said something in the podcast that um, may have, have left open the door that God causes bad things to happen. And if I implied that, please forgive me. I believe that God will sometimes allow bad things in our lives, and that he uses these events to bring about growth in us, but I do not believe that God causes these events. God did not cause Job's trials. He allowed them. Satan came to God, and God allowed it to happen, but God did not do it himself, okay? He allowed them. And even as he allowed them, he put restrictions on what Satan could do to Job. Okay, very important to know that. And I don't believe that God caused my friends Mary and John to have a Down's syndrome baby. As I said, because of the fact that the world is messed up, and I said this in podcast number 72, because of the fact that the world is messed up by the effects of sin, bad things happen to bad people as well as to good people. The way Jesus put it, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. So it's not that they're being singled out, but it's because we live in this world that has been all messed up. On with the show. The topic today I have two titles for. It's Access Denied or The Great Therefore. 
And I don't often do this, but I'm going to read uh, 10 verses from the New Testament to you. And it's important that that you get the background here before I get going. So um, if you'll allow me, this is from the book of Romans chapter 5. And as I said, this is from the New Testament. And this book was written by a guy by the name of Paul. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we now have been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Now, my recommendation is you kind of mark where that is on your on your mp3 player on your computer whatever and go back and listen to that a couple of times i'm not going to read it more than once but that's the the cool thing about a podcast you can fast forward and rewind all right did you notice there we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand access denied i hate when i put my password into certain software applications and i get that response you know, you boop, 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 access denied, go away. <laughs> you know, if you don't get that password just right, you get that dreaded two-word rejection letter, access denied. And even if I'm only one character off, there it is, access denied. How rude. Okay, let's look at this from a different perspective as well. Are you a bottom line person? When you're in a business deal, do you want to cut all the talk and get right to the action? <laughs> Maybe you say, Steve, forget all the preamble. Let's just get right right to it. That's why I've kind of been you know, cutting down on the introduction to the podcast. Are you a bottom line person? Do you have trouble with those legal resolutions since they're filled with a lot of whereas and whereas and whereas? What most of us really are interested in is what comes after the therefore. This is what the document is all about. Remember the first word in that, uh, that scripture verse that I read to you, verses 1 through 10, the very first word was, therefore. Well, Paul, in this text here in Romans, has come to a therefore. You see, he didn't. this is not the beginning of the chapter. He wrote a whole bunch of stuff. And then he gets to this part that we now call chapter 5, where he says, therefore. Well, what is the therefore? Therefore, what's it all about? Well, to put it practically, it's telling us what is in it for us. That's a good bottom line question. What are the results of our new relationship to God in Christ? If you're going to make Jesus part of your life, what's in it for you? 
Well, there are lots of benefits. Paul lists four in this section for us to look at. Number one, from the very first verse, it says, Therefore, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. Wow. What kind of peace is it? It's enduring peace. It's peace that lasts. And (laughs) the best part of all is it's peace with God. If you have peace with the creator of the universe, you're in a pretty good uh, position, aren't you? Now, I know it is often peace with others that we are striving for. And especially today, you know, when uh, the world is in the midst of war, everybody wants peace. And and I'm right there with you. I want peace, too. I, I want peace with my fellow man. I want peace with my neighboring countries and with countries around the world. But most important is peace with God. If we don't have peace with God, we're not going to have any kind of peace, especially a lasting peace with our fellow man. And even if we don't make peace with our neighbor or ourselves, that's an important part too, peace with ourselves. But if we don't make peace with ourselves or our neighbor, peace with God will solve many of our fundamental needs. How does this peace come about? Well, Jesus himself is the one who's the peacemaker, the reconciler. You see, before we are are able to come to have peace with God, we have to deal with this situation in our lives that uh, is called sin. And sin just means falling short of the things that God calls us to live up to. None of us can do it. None of us. I can't. Billy Graham can't. The Pope can't. None of us. So if Billy Graham or the Pope or, you know, some other religious person that you really respect and hold, you know, in high esteem, if they can't make it, how can you? How can I? We can't. Jesus is the one that is our mediator, the one who stands between us and God. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, that peace can take place. Okay, now the next thing that that Paul talked about was we have gained access by faith. Wow. So imagine, check this out. You think you could ever go to the White House and knock on the front door and say, hey, I want to talk to W. Or do you think you could go to, um, what is it, 10 Downing Street, knock on the door and say, I'd like to talk to the prime minister. Where's Tony? (laughs) Ha ha. I don't think so. Or wherever you live. Do you think you could go to the top politician in your country and say, hey, I want to come in and talk? Well, you have extraordinary access to the creator of the universe. Man, it doesn't get better than that. You can go directly to God and say, hey, Father, I have a need. Or I have a question. And you're guaranteed that he's going to hear you. Wow. Amazing. Oh, and here's another great one, too. It says in verse uh, 2 through 4, it talks about joy. Go back and listen to it. We rejoice in the hope. We rejoice in our sufferings because it produces all these things. There's joy. There's joy. There's overwhelming joy. We have exuberant joy. The joy is notable 
for its measure. It is a joy so great that it gives new meaning to the word. And the joy is also notable for its power. It's not just that believers have joy, but they have it in the most discouraging situations. How can that be, you say? How can you have joy in the midst of terrible trials? Well, it's because of this. It's because I know what the end is going to be. I know that even when I'm in the midst of of just the the most heartbreaking or the, the most sad or the most painful thing, it's only a chapter. And I know how the book ends. The book ends with me being forever with God. And the Bible says that he'll wipe my own my tears from my eyes. He himself will wipe my tears. Wow. There will be no more tears in heaven. Now, please understand, I'm not saying that you become a believer so that sometime in the in the great, you know, far distant future in the in the in you know, pie in the sky by and by type thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about now. See, what's going to happen in the future and my absolute assuredness that it's going to happen makes it so that even when I'm in when I'm in the midst of those trials, I can say, you know what? It hurts now, but it's going to be okay. Because God loves me so much that he sent his only son to die for me, to take my place. And so I know it's only temporary. And it's amazing how temporary life is. I'm more than more than half a hundred years old. <laughs> I'm 51 years old. And it seems like just yesterday that I was a baby, a boy, a schoolboy, high school, even, be, you know, all of those stages in my life I can remember very well. And they don't seem like a long time ago. So I know the older I get, the shorter life becomes. So I can put up with whatever there is here. I really can. I've been through a lot, and it's okay. All of those things have have created a faith in me that gets stronger every day. There's no doubt about that. Okay, so enough of that. Next, we have eternal hope. It says, and it's a hope that does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. It's hope that does not disappoint. You ever hope for a bicycle at Christmas and did you ever get disappointed by the hope? Maybe it wasn't a bicycle, maybe it was some other toy, but you hoped for it. (laughs) Maybe you hoped for a new Apple uh, iBook and it didn't come. Or that new uh, Intel-based Notebook. You hoped you'd get, you know, get your order in soon enough that you'd have one by now. And maybe you don't. (laughs) Maybe you got disappointed. Who knows what your disappointments are? But the hope that we have in God, the hope that we have because of Christ, never disappoints. And all the time that I have been walking with God, I have not been disappointed in him. I've often been disappointed in myself. I have to stand here and be honest to you. I have been so disappointed in myself many times, but never God, never God. People disappoint us. Places disappoint us. 
books, motion pictures, jobs, churches. Ooh, ooh, that's a stinger, isn't it, for some of us? You ever been disappointed by a church? Hmm, yeah. But Paul says this hope that we have in God will not disappoint. Now, the reason for our hope is secure. No matter what happens, no matter how things look, God is pouring out his love on us. How do we know this? It's because through all of these things, God is using them to shape us and to form us and to mold us as a potter does the clay into something beautiful that he can use and help to bless another person. That's why we're here. We're here to help one another as well as to bring glory to him. Now, I'll tell you, this is the most religious sounding I've, I've sounded in, in quite a long time. And if you're not used to these kind of words, please don't, don't make it, don't, don't, don't turn this off. Because this is the, the most religious I ever get. I usually don't. But these are some important concepts that I want you to get. We can have access to God. We can have joy. We can have eternal hope. We can have peace. All of these things that I talked about, all because of Jesus Christ. So if your concern is, you know, what's in it for me? Why, why should I become a follower of Christ? These are some of the things. Joy, access, hope, peace. All it takes is beginning a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's a good way to live. It's a marvelous. It's an excellent way to live. You don't have to you don't have to think that you're never going to have fun again because the kind of joy that you have in Christ is the kind of joy that cannot be affected by the things that happen around you. And come on, think about it. The things that you do to try to get happiness today, you know, partying and uh you know, drinking and uh having relationships with you know, lots of different people. Those are temporary, aren't they? You know they are. You wake up in the morning and you say, oh, what have I done to myself this time? You know that's true. The toys that you go out and buy, man, you got to pay for those things. And even if you can afford them and you can write a check for them, they bring you happiness for a moment. And then it's like, okay, well, what's next? right? I'm telling you that since the day that I brought Jesus into my life, I have never been disappointed in him. I always want more and more of him because the more of him that I get, the more joy that I have. But it's not like, you know, I need, you know, like my first motorcycle, you know, well, my first motorcycle was a mini bike, a little thing with a little uh, uh, lawnmower engine. And then I got a little 90cc, and then a 120, and then a 250, and now I've got a 750. I always, always want to have something bigger and better. Hey, you don't need a bigger and better God. You've already got the best if you've got Jesus Christ. And you can believe it. The name of this song is Unbelievable, and it's by Sienna. 
What's unbelievable is not his um, promises, but the fact that he would make those promises to somebody like me or to you. That was Sienna with Unbelievable. Uh, She is also up for a Momentum Award. Check this out. This is up for Song of the Year, for Album of the Year. She's up for Female Vocalist of the Year, Contemporary Artist of the Year, and Inspirational Artist of the Year for that song. She has got quite a, a strong voice, doesn't she? She's really, really good. All right. Well, here's something that I wanted to share. Usually I share something kind of funny and stuff, but this is not really funny. This is the kind of stuff that makes you think. And God said no. I asked God to take away my pride, and God said no. He said it was not for him to take away, but for me to give up. I asked God to make my handicapped child whole, and God said no. He said her spirit was whole. Her body was only temporary. Isn't that true? I asked God to grant me patience, and God said no. He said patience is a byproduct of tribulations. It isn't granted. It's earned. I asked God to give me happiness, and he said no. He said he gives me blessings. Happiness is up to me. I asked God to spare me pain, and God said, no. He said, suffering draws me apart from worldly cares and brings me closer to him. I asked God to make my spirit grow, and God said, no. He said, I must grow on my own, but he'll prune me to make me fruitful. I asked God for all things that I might enjoy life, and God said no. He said he will give me life that I may enjoy all things. I asked God to help me love others as much as he loves me, and God said, ah, finally you have the idea. That was written by Claudia Minden Weiss. Well, we packed a lot of stuff into a sort of a busy podcast today. I want to thank Dave Pettigrew, Sienna, and Brian Turner for permission to play their music on the podcast. Brian Turner is the one that played the piano in the back of what I was uh, when I was talking. And uh, let's see, let me say let me ask you to please send your comments or questions or any other kind of feedback to steve.lifespring at gmail.com or Call me at 206-350-CALL. That'll drop a a voicemail right into my inbox. Also, that will include any questions for the Ask Steve feature that we've uh, done a couple of times. If you have questions for me, whether they're religious questions or life questions or any other kind of question you have for me, send them to that address at steve.lifespring at gmail.com. Dot com. Show notes are at lifespringpodcast.com. You'll find links to uh, the music that I played, the scriptures that I read. Uh, you can uh, find a link to my Frapper map. And uh, please go by there and add yourself to the Frapper map if you've not done that yet. I know from looking at my log files that I've got listeners as an example in Washington and Florida 
and some other states that I don't yet have anybody pinned on the Frapper map. So if uh, you haven't pinned yourself, go check out the Frapper map and see if uh, there's nobody representing from your state or your country. Go on and do that. Also, I put pictures up on my uh, Flickr page once in a while. Check that out and uh, maybe add yourself as a contact. So when I put new pictures, you'll be notified and you can see kind of what's happening in Steve's life every once in a while, if you care. And there's also a link on my show notes page to the uh, MySpace page that I have. You can add yourself as a friend over there if you want. Uh, There's some one-click subscription buttons at the LifespringPodcast.com page and some other fun things as well. You say, Steve, why do you do all of these things? Why do you want us to do this and, you know, go to the Flickr thing and the Frapper thing and the MySpace and all that? It's just so that we can develop a, a, a friendship, a dialogue. I don't want to just be talking to you all the time. I'd like you to talk to me once in a while. That's why I do it, just just so that we have a connection. You know, that's what one of the great things about podcasting is, you know, hopefully we're developing some sort of a friendship and a relationship here. And uh, again, I, I would like it to be more two-way than one way. Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or a boy or a girl. It doesn't matter what you do, whether you are a uh, an IT guy or a garbage collector or a mom or a lifeguard or a ski patroller. It doesn't matter. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? That is the question. When you stand before him at the end of time, he's going to say, Either I knew you or I didn't know you. That's the bottom line right there. And it affects your life today as well. That joy, that peace that I talked about, the access to God, it's all there. That's why we do it. I'm Steve Webb. I'm your host. I'll see you next time. God bless you. Thanks for listening. The best and the brightest served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, pod show, and limelight.